In this episode, I talk about Johnny Depp becoming an almost prophet. Who's making him this prophet? I talk about him realigning with his inner artist, the person that he's known for, as well as how cancel culture impacts creators, online creators and creatives, how they end up cancelling themselves before they can be cancelled. I also talk about modesty, modest fashion, but what is modesty? Let's remove the connotations of being Muslim and Islam from it. I also have a little bit of a tech mishap and one of my cameras failed, so I've had to superimpose myself right in the middle of the video footage. I'll have it worked out for next time. Thank you for tuning in. I think it's so interesting how Johnny Depp is now almost getting this sort of prophetic identity, um, sort of pr almost <laughs> prophetic sort of brand because he's, you know... I'm seeing old clips of his, old interview clips of his now sort of finding their way into compilations on YouTube and it's almost as if his win has not just been something that has... Um, undoubtedly informed a lot of the Me Too discussion but it has resuscitated his brand and who he is in a way that all of the yucky stuff that you may have heard if you didn't watch the whole trial that was essentially sort of used as evidence sort of like the kind of really yucky crazy gross conversations that people end up having in their relationships that you kind of wish nobody was aware of like you don't want there to be a fly on the wall when you are having these types of back and forth sort of arguments and disagreements with your significant other um regardless of all of that stuff finding its way online and in all of these sort of compilations and commentary regardless of all of that really yucky stuff and again regardless of what the result was of the defamation trial um, where essentially Amber Heard lost all credibility it seems that Johnny Depp this character this person this artist um, this sort of well-known, well-loved artist has not only won back favour, but is now sort of becoming this sort of poster person, poster man, poster boy for, for anyone. Actually, no, no, he's not. He's not a poster boy. It, it's something new. It's something um, very unique to him. And and what I'm noticing, as you may have noticed, me just sort of suddenly sort of changed my opinion. And that's OK. We can't be right all the time. And we're not most of the time. Um, 
what I'm noticing is almost like a realignment, a reconnection with his sort of authentic artist and who he was and is prior to Amber Heard. Um, and then, you know, we hear content about Amber Heard um, in her interview um, that she's given post-trial and it's still very much like the needle is still stuck. The needle is still is still stuck because she is having to be consistent with everything that she said and that she was heard saying um, when sort of giving evidence um, during the trial. But also, that's the only leg she has to stand on. Pardon me as I grab my coffee. So that's that's the only leg she has to stand on. Whereas the legs that Johnny Depp has to stand on are essentially his artistry, his reputation pre-Amber Heard and his history and his legacy that he still has. It's still intact regardless of what's happened. I don't think this is commentary or this, you know, there, there was a conclusion here to be drawn about, oh, well, you know, so, so this means, no, I don't think it actually means anything, which is why I sort of retracted my poster boy comment and I wanted to sort of continue to follow my thought process as I'm building my plane in the air, as people like to say. Um, I think that this is an example of how somebody has been able to overcome a period of time in their lives that they weren't particularly proud of or happy in or happy with and is almost sort of reconnecting to themselves in a very sort of authentic way. You could also argue that this is the Johnny Depp team and machinery doing a very good job of um, making me think this way Um, and I think that's also plausible. Um, but 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 I think what we will see is sort of the acting jobs and everything else starting to come back in. Perhaps he uh, will reinvent reinvent himself. I I think that it's a brilliant thing if anyone is able to reinvent themselves after a horrendous period of time in their lives. I um, wouldn't begrudge anyone um, of having that chance to do that it's just we're seeing all of this in the public eye how much of it is real I don't know we've seen a very public courtroom trial and a courtroom is almost like the arbiter of truth and justice and and should be unbiased and without sort of the sort of the public um adulation and influence um but but even us observing the trial as we have in a very public way, it's almost sort of blurred the lines of truth and perception. And I worry that we are forming conclusions, as I nearly did, um, based on those blurred lines and unable to sort of more accurately and in a credible way know (laughs) what we're thinking and what we're believing
what's there's something else that's sort of been coming up a lot and (laughs) it's it's been coming up for me and it's this thing about you've got to be absolutely right and you must know it all as much as possible before putting anything out there because you know that the social media judge and jury will have you um will essentially take you down for not um knowing it all for being sort of incorrect for any of those things and what that does is and what it has done for me and and I wonder whether this is a case for anyone else is that what it does is it can deter content creators from building their plane in the air as I just did from just you know <laughs> as uh, as the sort of um, Top Gun film reminded me, Top Gun Maverick, don't think, just do. It can, it can deter us from doing just that, from sort of just getting on with creating and not being too concerned about getting it wrong. And 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 I think this is where a lot of creators, you know, we can sabotage ourselves, especially if we may not be a thousand percent sort of up there in confidence and we use this practice of creating content and refining our thinking and reflecting and reflecting as sort of part of the process of creating content and also as a a form of sort of personal creative growth I think it's a real shame then where we are not sort of going for it allowing ourselves to be wrong allowing ourselves to sort of learn accepting that we don't know it all and that it's okay and nobody does and everyone else who is sort of observing watching should also be very sort of aware that there is no such thing as knowing it all and no one is supposed to be an expert but um and you know sort of a thousand percent reliable um because this idea of us being right all the time 100% and being affirmed and uh, and sort of acknowledged for knowing it all is now so prevalent so prevalent that now you're not allowed to learn in public you're not allowed to develop um whilst being seen in plain sight that's a very unfortunate outcome of the current climate that I think we find ourselves in and for content creators it's a disastrous outcome because unless you have a machine behind you or a team 
or you have thousand percent confidence and you don't actually care what anyone thinks perhaps you know you have you know a healthy degree of narcissism about you um unless you're those things you are going to struggle and you know you're going to do things like deleting content and platform um, content platforms that you've spent years creating <clears throat> not talking about myself and just talking about friend here and you're going to second guess everything you do you're going to go for it for a, for a month or two or three or even longer and then something will happen and you will take it to heart and you will delete everything and cancel yourself <laughs> before anyone else can cancel you how sad is it that we are now living in this time where not so confident content creators who want to learn and grow and develop are cancelling themselves before anyone else can cancel them who will stop themselves from developing and growing because it's um you've got to be perfect and we've got to be heard and seen as these sort of perfect products because we are arbiters of some kind of truth um when we are in fact constantly in pursuit and reflection of the truth and life and everything else in it and everything else that we're living but we're not living in these times anymore but I do believe that we are going to sort of experience and we are experiencing sort of a another full circle moment I think that's how civilization that's how humanity works we do sort of sort of circular sort of movements like fashion sorry I did not just say that but I do believe that um, the sort of new sort of tribal culture wars um, between right and left and conservatism versus liberalism and I don't know if I'm getting the labels and the categories right but I feel like the insertion and reinsertion of conservative principles and and more sort of moderation of liberal uh, principles will essentially um, sort of cause this sort of circle back sort of moment that I personally am enjoying it gives me some heart actually um it gives <laughs> it takes the pressure off during summer months I have to talk about something a little bit cringy if you'd allow me when we're talking about modesty and modest fashion which is essentially about what's appropriate and and what is proper and you know how do we adhere to the how do we adhere oh gosh I took my notes and they're not in my Evernote um over here but they're in my on my actual notebook which I should have had by my side but um I've I've just waffled um because I wasn't prepared um actually I I waffled because everything else you've heard has been completely unscripted and unplanned this was actually something that I was starting to flesh out as a potential article but I decided to talk about it on the pod and now I'm stuck because now I'm trying to visualize the words and it's probably better if I just sort of shoot from the hip as I have with with the first part of this podcast um 
modest fashion is not just for those that we um, see as Muslim or believe are Muslim. I have um, observed that modest fashion and a modest sort of way of conducting oneself can be found in sort of traditional English households. Um, and it's, you know, something that, you know, we even see with the royal family, we see it, we see, you can spot it, you'll notice it, it will be in the way that somebody will prefer to wear a summer dress that is, you know, below the knee rather than above the knee, or um, they will count their sort of fingers from their collarbone and make sure that it's only three or four fingers, you know, you know, the neckline is only three or four fingers below the collarbone because showing cleavage or sort of certain parts of your body would be thought of as improper and these people are not Muslim, they are not wearing hijab, they are not living in the Middle East, they are living amongst us, they um uh, and we don't notice them because perhaps we just see them as non you know we don't see them as fashionable or or we don't see them as sort of modern or or current or even good looking or attractive because they are not sort of showing themselves showing their skin in a sort of a um what's the opposite of modest you know it, it's a sort of a bold way show offy way and I think what that does is that it sort of creates this person and persona that, you know, this modest sort of way of being creates this person, this persona who is not so perhaps braggadocious or wanting to be seen Perhaps they want to be sort of recognised and acknowledged and heard, but not so much seen and not in a dysfunctional or an introverted way, not in a shameful way, but in a way that sort of almost takes the heat off them from having to perform and be seen in that sort of physical objectified way. I don't mean objectified in the way that we hear it now, but in terms of sort of like how we are categorized by our physical attributes and that sort of freedom can really give you license to develop in other ways and the freedom to not have to worry about wearing summer fashion because you know clothing is now you know fast fashion is made from fabric that's not breathable or high quality and potentially is more toxic for us and we don't you know realize that then means that you know we are struggling to find something that is weather appropriate um because we don't want to wear ugly big t-shirts we still want to be smart and presentable whatever that means um but then you see when you don't have to worry about fast fashion and then you find a good tailor or you find good um, quality clothing which is a little bit more classic which actually then looks a bit more modest and 
and can actually last for longer and is also appropriate for various settings because modesty is also about propriety. I'm going to get this wrong, but it's being about, modesty is also being about, modesty is also about being um, appropriate for the setting that you're in. For instance, you're not going to be walking around in the Middle East with a crop top, but you could get away with that, men or women, um, down Oxford Street in London. So that's that's sort of us using our sort of rational mind and thinking and critical thinking to adjust and adapt to the setting that we are in. And I think um, when one is being sort of modest, you're using that sort of thinking, like what is appropriate for this setting right here. It's the reason why somebody like, I don't know, someone from the royal family or some sort of celebrity will perhaps go to the Middle East or go to sort of a a meeting with Muslim or otherwise more sort of conservative uh, people and will dress appropriately or cover their hair or whatever. I've really been building the plane in the air at this point. So what I'm saying is, What's really given me um, some breathing space is um, just letting myself this summer be the sort of slightly more conservative and modest person that I know that I am, that I've sort of fought with over the years. Um, And it's actually... freed me more and and that's why and I'm coming back to the original point why I'm probably quite (laughs) relieved that we are doing a bit of a circle back and I circled back quite nicely gosh that was quite exhausting that was quite exhausting (laughs) I'm Serena Hussein and uh Yeah, you'll see me again soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode.